Thank you for listening to the sermon podcast of the Potter's House in Virginia Beach. church with a worldwide vision for winning souls, making disciples, and planting churches. We're a Pentecostal church affiliated with the Christian Fellowship Ministries. We hope you enjoy today's sermon. For Rob Walsh, uh, Wednesday night, been in the leaderships. We had a great uh, uh, time in the leadership. I think some 14 leaders came together to uh, talk about things of God, uh, ponder questions of ministry, and uh, uh, very, very encouraging to see what God's doing. If you have your Bibles, turn to John chapter 9. Uh, I'm quite frequently asked, uh, because I do healing crusades all over the world, I'm frequently asked about what causes a particular disease. This is very interesting. We can never fully know completely. I'm, uh, I'm working on a new sermon that is a mystery. Uh, when you're dealing with the things of God, we don't, we don't know everything. Even when God begins to reveal certain things to us, it still leaves us in the, in the dimension of mystery. Because we uh, function in a spiritual arena. Did you understand that? A spiritual arena. And so uh, the text that we're going to read in John 9, the disciples uh, are uh, puzzled by, or they ask that question of the Lord Jesus Christ. He's a blind man. He's been blind since birth. And uh, the question that they ask is, uh, who's responsible for this? Did this man sin or did his parents sin? And so we have the who and the why that is there. It's very interesting. We need to ponder that because I want to preach on the cause and the cure of disease. John 9, verse 1. Jesus passed by. He saw a man who was blind from his birth. And his disciples asked him, saying, Master, who did sin, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, neither did this man sin, has this man sinned, nor his parents, but that the works of God should be made manifest in him. I must work the works of him that sent me while it's yet day. The night comes when no man can work. As long as I'm in the world, I'm in the light of the world. When he'd thus spoken, he spat on the ground and made clay of the spittle, and anointed the eyes of the blind man with the clay, and said unto him, You go wash in the pool of Siloam, which is by interpretation sent. He went his way, therefore, and washed, and came seeing. So just reading those uh, seven short verses, uh, you're immediately confronted with numbers of uh, questions uh, uh, that are asked there. The reason they ask that is it's well established in the Bible that uh, human conduct 
does cause many of the things that come upon us. And uh, it's well established that sin is the root many times uh, of disease. Having said that, uh, before we make the mistake of Job's comforters, Job uh, 42 chapters, they wrestle with this issue because Job is smitten with sickness, Job 2.7 with uh, boil from the sole of his feet to the crown of his head. His friends, which we call Job's comforters, come and say, 42 years, they say, Job, if you just confess your sin, you'll get healed. And uh, in the ending of that, God says to Job, you need to pray for these people before I kill them. So the root of this is that many people are sick because of sin, and that's well established in the Bible. Then we have the puzzle, why did they ask uh, that he uh, sin uh, before he was born? We have that. And uh, then we have this strange scenario. Jesus spits on the ground, makes mud of it, takes it, wipes it on his eyes, and said, go wash in the pool of Siloam. So if I did that tonight, why, there'd be people walking out calling the, 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 uh, the police on me. So let's ponder all of this, but let's come to grips with this question. And I want to range all over the map as I talk about the cause of and the cure of disease. John's Gospel, chapter 9, verse 1. So let's look at the moment for the biblical record. We have in the, the Bible the record of Adam's fall. Adam and Eve are our first parents and the Bible says that God gave them commandments, you will eat of any of the fruit of the garden, but of this one tree you must not eat. In the day that you eat, you'll surely die. That's the commandment of God in Genesis 3, 3. Uh, but of the fruit of the tree, which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, you shall not eat of it, neither shall you touch it, lest you die. So here we have this beginning of disease because they did touch it, ate of it, and they're smitten with a curse because disease is incipient death. It's the beginning stages of death. So here we have a clear statement, and sin is at the root of much of human disease and infirmity. And the question they ask, who did sin? This man or his parents. There we have the dimension of the curse uh, is inherited down through the generations. Uh, and uh, many people are cursed uh, not because of their own sin, but because their parents sinned. And that curse is passed down through the generations. Uh, but what we can be uh, confident of is that sin is at the root of this. So what we're talking about is curses at work. Satan is given a legal right to attack human beings in their body, soul, and their spirit. Think about this for a moment. A great sermon that Nigel Brown preached in Prescott in the January conference. He dealt with the legal issues that are involved in kingdom ministry in the kingdom. It's a fantastic sermon that he preached. But Satan is given the legal right, the legal right. Think about that because this is where curses come from. Man's conduct or man's ancestry, first of all, 
has given the devil a legal right. Think about that. Put it in your uh, thinker and ponder that. In the book of Job, uh, chapter 2 and verse 7 says, So Satan went forth from the presence of the Lord, and he smote Job with sore boils uh, from the sole of his foot uh, to his crown. So now we find another added factor, and that is that we have the enemy of mankind. He is an archangel. He's an old uh, 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 part of God's creation. And he is constantly at work to destroy and attack man's uh, ability and man's life. And this tells us that in, in uh, the uh, history of man, here he is, uh, he is given the right, the legal right, to torment Job, and he does that, and the record is there. So either this is Adam's sin or his descendants that we're dealing with in this. In the book of Romans chapter 5 and verse 12, the Bible says, For this reason, as by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin, and so death passed upon all men, for all have sinned. So the Bible underlines this in uh, at least two different scriptures. One is, uh, is uh, 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 Exodus 20 and verse 5. God says, you'll have no other gods before me. And uh, in the day that you do that, uh, you're going to bring a curse on not only yourself, uh, but it's going to come down to your descendants uh, uh, for five generations. Exodus 20 verse 5. If you, uh, you shall not bow down to false gods, uh, nor serve them. For I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers uh, upon the children unto the third and fourth generation uh, of them that hurt, that uh, hate me. Deuteronomy 23, verse 2. Uh, this is known as a fatherless generation. How many have ever heard that statement? Anybody ever heard that? I'm almost to give up by tonight. I ask you to respond, and you sit like a dumb post. Just look at me. I'm asking you for a question. And so this is known as the fatherless generation. The reason is the widespread birth of children that are born out of wedlock. And that does not happen without consequences. Uh, years ago, when I began to pray for the sick, I began to ponder uh, children that had uh, infirmities of various kinds, especially children with one deaf ear. And I had discovered uh, and, uh, that uh, many of them were born with one deaf ear, began to pray for them, get them healed. God began to deal with me, and he said, don't just do this uh, and then leave the people wondering. Explain to them that illegitimacy brings a curse. It gives the devil a legal right. Uh, and Deuteronomy, 20, Deuteronomy 23, verse 2 uh, one of illegitimate birth, uh, known in the Bible as bastards, uh, shall not enter into the congregation of the Lord, even to his tenth uh, generation shall he not enter into the congregation of the Lord. So let's ponder curses, uh, curses rather, as we move through this, uh, because curses are not automatic. In other words, a person who has uh, incurred a curse personally or have inherited curse does not give the devil a free reign to do whatever he wants to do, and it's not automatic, but it opens a legal dimension where he has a right to try to exercise upon those people uh, and attempt to control them 
And so this is, is a statement about curses biblically revealed. Second, uh, personal conduct uh, uh, makes people vulnerable to the devil, devil's uh, uh, activity. And we need to note the, emission, uh, the emotional uh, foothold. I've got a bad case of jet lag up here, so if you never had that, well, just pray for me as I'm moving through this. How many of you know what jet lag is? Oh, look at that. Well, we're getting a real response. Most of your pastors that travel from continent to continent know exactly what it is. Uh, and it kicks in uh, about the time the service starts in the evening. Uh, and your eyelids grow uh, heavy. And uh, you begin to slur your words. Uh, so that's what jet lag is. Uh, if you can take some ambient for four nights, you'll sleep. And generally, you get over that and you can function. Then it's about time to go home. So emotions uh, give the devil a foothold. I say many times when I'm preaching, it doesn't really have uh, uh, crucial what happens to us in life. It's how we process that. We are emotional people. We have emotions. Unless you handle emotions correctly, uh, then it's going to affect your personality and it begins to, re, uh, it begins to uh, expose itself in hatred, uh, unforgiveness, and so on and so forth. Ephesians uh, uh, chapter 4, verse 26, one of the key uh, scriptures in the Bible, says, Be you angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath. Neither give place to the devil. Now, Note that and understand what it says. Don't allow your emotions to become permanent. If you become angry, why, be sure that you process that correctly. Resolve that before the sun goes down. If you don't, then you establish a place, the Bible says, for the devil. This word place is the Greek word topos. It actually is the imagery of territory or place where if you were uh, a king and you were invading a land, uh, you first would establish a foothold. One of the largest military operations uh, in world history took place in Europe uh, in uh, 1945. 145,000 Allied soldiers mounted in the beaches of Normandy, began to invade France, went on to conquer Germany. It's one of the largest military operations in world history. And to even read about that staggers your mind. But they knew to be able to conquer Germany, they had to first fight in Germany. So they landed at Normandy. They had LSTs or landing boats unloaded thousands upon thousands upon thousands of men, tanks, uh, equipment, uh, mortars, uh, guns, uh, and from that beachhead at Normandy, they moved on into France, on into Germany, uh, and conquered Adolf Hitler's uh, Axis uh, 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 operations. So when you think about place, Think about military operations uh, and it will give you some understanding that you need to be very aware of because this is talking about not soldiers, it's talking about demons. It's talking about Satan who must establish a beachhead, beachhead 
or a place in your personality from which to go in and bring your whole personality uh, under subjection. So it says unless we correctly handle our emotions, uh, if we allow hatred, bitterness, and rebellion to reside in our personality, uh, it, uh, it bears serious consequences from that place. Uh, the devil then has a campaign uh, to move forward and bring your entire personality into subjection. Then we have Herod's speech. This is uh, recorded in the book of Acts that Herod is making a speech, and as he's making a speech, people are listening to him. And as they're listening to him, Acts chapter 12, verse 21, and upon a set day, Herod, arrayed in royal apparel, sat upon his throne, and he made an oration unto them. And the people gave a shout, saying, It's the voice of a God and not a man. Herod said, yeah, I, I like that. And God heard that, and immediately an angel of the Lord smote him because he gave God the glory. It was eaten of worms, and he died. That would be a thrilling service, wouldn't it? You're sitting watching, and all of a sudden, worms start appearing, and they eat him alive, and he falls to the ground dead. That would bring a revival, even. Okay. So pride and arrogance, God can't stand. And... Here's the biblical record that emotions, we are emotional creatures, but if we give vent to that, then we establish the devil a foothold. There's a book that I ordered out of a strange publication, and I was captivated by the title. It's The Cure Within, and it's actually a book. It isn't a Christian book. It's a mind over body or a mind over matter. And uh, I read in that a fascinating story. Now listen to this, uh, and you can go home and pray and get the interpretation of why this happened. There's a man named Norman Cousins. He's a, a pretty prominent uh, man of, of our generation. And so he developed a, a disease, pain all over his body, checked himself into a uh, hospital. They diagnosed him and said, you're going to die from this. But he discovered that if he gave a hearty laugh... Uh, then pain left him for two hours. So he checked himself out of the hotel, checked himself into a uh, uh, the hospital, checked himself into a hotel across the street, and began to uh, play uh, videos of uh, Laurel and Hardy, Avid and Costello, uh, Groucho Marx. Uh, uh, these are all old comedies. Uh, and because he discovered that he gave a hearty laugh, the pain left him. So he did that for a period of time. He came out of that hotel room healed. Hey there, Sermon Podcast listeners. This is Pastor Adam back with you again. Wanted to just take a second here to thank you once again for listening to this Sermon Podcast. We've had an explosive rate of growth and listenership for the past few weeks. And we hope that you appreciate these daily sermons to encourage you and help you. I just want to share a couple of ratings that we've gotten in the Apple Podcast application. Clint B. writes a five-star review. He said, I am so grateful for our fellowship. Thank you. This podcast, very helpful through the day. Uh, Bobby Sanford from North Carolina said, inspiring. Awesome to hear sermons that are encouraging and inspiring to the church. Uh, we could really use your help to add a couple more of these very helpful reviews. 
Uh, these do help us to get the word out about this podcast. I want you to know that we have a truly worldwide impact with this podcast from the United States to the UK, Australia, Ireland, Germany, New Zealand, South Africa, Netherlands, Canada, Romania, Afghanistan, Namibia, Vietnam, Switzerland, Kenya, India, Russia, Hong Kong, Ghana, Uganda, Guam, Meritus, Brazil, Puerto Rico, Mexico, Zambia, Japan, Jamaica, Malaysia, Israel, Ukraine, the list goes on and on of nations that are listening to these sermons. So we just want to say thank you for listening. Make sure that you're subscribed. Make sure that you're sharing these when you hear a good one. And please, if you haven't done so already, make sure you leave a five-star rating and a review of what you like about this podcast. Thank you again for listening, and back to the rest of the sermon. Say, how come? That's one of the great mysteries that you need to pray about. So think about this for a moment, because here we have a man that laughed, and he laughed himself to healing. So many mysteries that are in the world, we don't really know all of them or understand. And this book was dealing with many of those, and I read it. It was some excellent, some excellent illustration that came out of that. But he came out of that hotel room healed from that a deadly disease. So what we have then is uh, many mysteries. I'm putting together a sermon right now. I, I told uh, uh, Daryl Elliott, who I rode with, I said, I got a sermon clicking in here, and uh, it's dealing with some of these mysteries that we have. And so it's biblical, but at any rate, it's a, it's a good, it's going to be a good sermon. So let's ponder this for a moment now, because. Uh, what we have is dimensions, and while I was in leadership, I talked to them about placebo therapies. How many of you know what placebo therapies are? We're getting some more hands. I'm, I, I'm going to get revival before I leave here, Tom. <laughs> Placebos are uh, people who are in the medical field. Uh, our man who is in charge of our uh, rehab ministry, David Sanchez, is a trained nurse, years of uh, medical training and uh, he had a burden for drug addicts he kept having to deal with in the hospital finally started our rehab ministry and doing a great job but he tells me that 33 percent of placebos are successful what are they they're nothing they give them a sugar pill and say this is a wonderful medicine you're going to get healed from that and 33 percent of them do get healed I ordered a book some years ago. I saw it advertised in an airplane magazine. It was a book of immortality. And it made some interesting statements there. And the statements was, uh, many of these uh, things work. Placebo therapy works uh, because the people believe they will work. So there I had the answer of why. Iridology, reflexology, acupuncture, uh, uh, muscle therapy, Chiropractic, I had the answer because I wondered for years, uh, why do these things work? They have no connection with each other, and they're medically uh, absolutely uh, fraudulent because there's no medical reason that what they do will work. You massage somebody's feet and uh, you're going to get healed? Well, you know, get it on. There's no medical reason why it'll do that. 
Chiropractic is one of the great frauds of, uh, of that. They've been able to, uh, to get medically approved by insurance, which is a horrible thing. Uh, but that works, and uh, it's actually magical healing is what it is. Uh, the roots of it are in uh, Taoism 4,000 years ago in China, and on and on and on. So uh, in this book, then, it makes some, uh, some statements. It says these are belief systems. Belief systems. So having said that, then, we bring this into, uh, in this book, it had some interesting statements that... Uh, uh, in one place, I had to start, start talking about you can take a man, give, put a white coat on him, take another person who has warts all over his hand, put inert water on those warts, and 48% of them will disappear because he says those are all going to go away. <laughs> so I'm getting you confused here before we go out. Okay, so uh, in that book, it ha it's a very interesting book uh, because it talks about uh, uh, Chinese emperors. There was a time when they, uh, they uh, wanted to get their, uh, their witch doctors, actually, to make for them a, uh, a uh, uh, solution that would give them eternal life. And so these uh, uh, witch doctors, what they really are, uh, began to mix up for them these, uh, these uh, potions, and they were hooked on mercury. And so they gave them these potions that had heavy doses of mercury. Many of them died at early ages in their 20s because they thought they were imbibing something that was going to give them eternal life. In one place there, this, uh, they had a theory that if you could find a whirlpool in a river, dive into it, uh, why well, you would get eternal life. And a guy tried that, and it must have worked because he never reappeared. <laughs> So here we go in there. Uh, what we're dealing with is uh, in the business of the cause of sickness and the cure, we have to come to grips with that. And uh, many diseases, uh, lupus, I have some, several people, I can remember probably six distinct uh, cases, one in our church in Prescott that came to me and said, I have lupus, I have pain. The doctor says I'm going to die from this, uh, but uh, I had discovered that the root of that is self-hatred. They have been involved sexually, generally in, a, in an orgy, and they hate themselves, and if they'll cast out self-hatred instantly, they're healed, pain leaves them. So uh, self-hatred's the root of that. Anorexia and bulimia, both of these are conditions that are tied in with self-hatred and generally a sexual violation in the background. We have a crippled man, Luke's Gospel, chapter 2, and as he let him down over in the roof, his friends are, Jesus looks at him and says, Your sins are forgiven you. Rise, take up your bed and walk. And he obeys that, and he's wonderfully healed by the power of God spoken by Jesus Christ when he sees his sins uh, are forgiven us. So let's move this now to the conclusion, because many times sickness and disease is caused by the violation of the laws of nature and habits. Uh, I've prayed for uh, numbers of people who uh, have uh, infected their liver uh, with drug addiction, hepatitis. Several of these I've seen healed. Uh, they've, they've sinned against their body 
and they've sinned against their body, they are guilty of that, but when they take God at his word and ask for healing, they get healed. Added to that, many times overeating, uh, and what does it call it, weight challenging today, or gluttony is the biblical name. Many people who eat, and I'm proud of the Avis Dumay boy, he came and, and let me know he's going to collect on that promise I made to him. I saw these boys when I was back there preaching in Melbourne, and I said, you boys are going to die young. Shocked them, I think. I said, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll make a deal with you. If you lose 50 pounds, I'll pay your way to the Prescott Bible Conference. And so that's been quite a while. It took him a while. But I think that he's got a girlfriend out of this now. So it does pay benefits. <laughs> so... Uh, let's ponder this. Luke chapter 21, 34 prophesies about our generation. And if you don't believe this is a true prophecy, come to Prescott and go into the Golden Corral. And you'll see people that absolutely, when they come to the Prescott Conference from an African company, they cannot believe that these people are there eating again. And they're huge. They're humongous. But that has, that has, uh, that has a penalty. High blood pressure, sugar diabetes, and heart trouble. All of these uh, are linked to people who are being overweight. Uh, the prophecy, uh, Luke 21, 34, and take heed to yourselves, uh, lest at any time your hearts be overcharged uh, with surfeiting and drunkenness and the cares of this life, and so that day come uh, unto you unawares. This word surfeiting isn't used in our language anymore. Uh, Finest Dake uh, translates this overeating or excessive eating, and as I said before, heart trouble, high blood pressure generally is linked to people who are overweight. So if you want to die young, just keep eating, dude, and you will. You'll accomplish your task. I told you I was going to make you mad before I left, okay? So let's think about this for a moment because we're talking about major. Uh, problems. In America, I'm very interested because they are advertising that if you ever were smoking, you need to go get a check for your lungs. I guess they've discovered that people who may even have quit now, but are no longer smoking, that they've opened themselves and the lung cancer is springing up everywhere. And that's why they're suggesting that you need to go get your lungs checked to, to make sure that you're okay. I've prayed with many people, and many people, uh, their, their, uh, their activities have brought their diseases along. I've prayed for several people who had emphysema. Emphysema is directly related uh, to smoking cigarettes. So if you think that we're just running a cult around here, we're helping you stay alive, dude. <laughs> think about that for a moment. And... Uh, I might as well throw this in. The, uh, the uh, uh, marijuana that they're producing today is 10 times uh, as strong as that which you smoked when you were a teenager. Now just think for a moment because it's been medically proven that marijuana destroys the brain. Did you hear me? Medically proven. 
So they may say all the ads that they want to, but medical profession has examined and tested, and they know that smoking marijuana destroys the brain. Now think for a moment, all you uh, ex-hippies out there, I think I saw three this morning raise their hand. If you had the rest of your brain that you destroyed smoking, think what a wonderful life you could have today. <laughs> okay, well, we're moving right along here. Cancer of the lungs, cancer of the lips, cancer of the mouth, chewing tobacco, snuff dipping. I, I don't see many people dipping snuff now, but uh, I grew up in the generation that they are very common. Uh, to smoke uh, or to to dip snuff, I have relatives that did, and chewing tobacco. All of these produced cancer, and uh, marijuana is ten times today stronger than it was uh, in the 70s when we were reaching these people. So, uh, sexually transmitted diseases they're rampant today, uh, everywhere, and. Uh, Many people I've prayed for that God's healed who had sexually transmitted disease because in James 5, 15 has a wonderful text and it says these words, and the prayer of faith shall save the sick and the Lord shall raise him up. Even if he's committed sins, they shall be forgiven him. Now think about a God that we serve. They did deeds that they were guilty. They violated their body. I've seen people healed and had AIDS. That, I, I think that's the ultimate mercy of God. Can you say amen? amen. And uh, they got healed. I prayed for a woman. She came to me for prayer. She said, uh, uh, I've, got a, uh, I've got a disease and uh, I want to get prayed for. And I suspected. So I said, is this sexually transmitted? No, 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 it isn't. I went ahead and prayed for her, but feeling in my spirit that uh, she was lying. She came to me later. She got her heart right with God, got saved and came to me and said, Remember, uh, you asked me about sexually transmitted disease? And I said, Yes. She said, I did have, and God healed me. I just want to thank you for praying for me. So let's ponder for a moment because uh, prayer will break the curse of sin and furnishes a groundwork for disease. Christianity, as I conclude, is a vicarious religion. By vicarious, that is a 16-cylinder word, means that someone else paid the price or suffered in your place to bring you the healing. That's what the blood of Jesus is all about. The blood of Jesus Christ is the receipt that God has paid the price that you can be saved, you can be healed, and you can be delivered of demon power. I had a man ask me tonight, this word sozo has three uh, uh, elements to it. All of these are demonstrated in the Bible. One is deliverance from, from uh, demons. Uh, talks about the demoniac of Gadarenes. He's, they found him healed. That word is sozo. Also, the uh, woman who is uh, uh, in Simon's house... When Jesus says, uh, uh, your faith has saved you, that's that Greek word, sozo, and uh, 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 the forgiveness of sins. So I think it's uh, blind Bartimaeus, when he's healed, uh, 
The Bible says that they find him and he's made well. And Jesus said, your faith has made you well. That's the Greek word, sozo. So you ought to have healing for your body, deliverance for your soul, and forgiveness from sins. So let's ponder this for a moment because the challenge that we have is to believe God and take God at his word. Without faith in God, it's impossible to please him. For he that comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Can you say amen? Thank God. Let's bow every head, every eye, eye closed, every head bowed. The cause of disease and the cure. While our heads are bowed, I want to give an invitation. I believe there's people here tonight that you're not right with God. You may have come because you heard that we're going to be praying for the sick, which we are. But before we do that, I want to pray for people who need God. They're not saved. God loves you. God made provision for you. It's because of God's love and grace that Christ died on Calvary's tree. He shed his blood vicariously, that is, in your place, so that you could be healed, saved, and delivered from demon power. Just before I change this, uh, and the grace of God reaches out, there are people here this evening, that's what you need. And I wonder how many people be honest with God. You may look like a Christian, you may go to a church somewhere, you may go to this church. You may know Christian phrases, you may have a Bible, you may read the Bible, but except a man be born again, he cannot see or enter into the kingdom of God, except a woman be born again. I wonder, before I change this, uh, uh, as I give this invitation, you're here this uh, evening, you're not right with God. We thank you again for listening. Do you want to receive updates from our church in your inbox? Make sure to sign up at our website, vvph.org. If this message has been a blessing to you, would you consider supporting our ministry with a generous donation? Please visit our website at vvph.org and scroll down to find the Give button at the bottom of the page. We would be so grateful for your support. Until next time, love God and love people.